The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. In this Gospel, the difference between the winners and the losers is wisdom. And in Scripture, wisdom is being able to see how the dominoes will fall. All the kids in this story are cool kids. Each one has been chosen to carry a lamp, and as the wedding seems ready to start, they are waiting to walk down the aisle. But not all the cool kids are wise kids. While all ten of them were connected enough to be selected, five of them don't have a lick of common sense. Everybody knows that lamps need oil now. So you can turn on the lights when it's dark outside. But only the five wise kids see that they may need oil later. So they have an edge. They can size up the future. And that is wisdom. They can see what comes next so they know what to do right now. They can see how the dominoes will fall. In the scriptures, wisdom belongs to our Lord alone. And his wisdom is unsearchable. Unsearchable means that we only know it if he tells it, and we only get it if he gives it. This, of course, is where Jesus Christ comes in. It is not just that, as a child, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, or that later Jesus was an astonishing teacher, precisely because he taught with wisdom and authority. Most of all, it is because Jesus Christ is wisdom in the flesh. It is in his flesh that he gives wisdom to all of us.
As the only begotten Son of God, Jesus makes the unsearchable searchable, and the unknowable knowable, and the unreachable reachable, and the untouchable touchable. Jesus Christ saves us by making revelations. And his greatest revelation is his death on the cross. On that cross, a horrible thing that St. Paul describes as a profound wisdom. Jesus took your spot and made your wrongs right and set you free from your sins and chose you to be a bridesmaid, a lamp bearer, a wise one who is also a servant of the Lord. At your baptism and in today's holy absolution, and in just a moment at this Holy Supper, Jesus is touching you with the winnings of his cross. As holy and divine wisdom, Jesus lives on your skin as name and water, and he rings in your ears as a word of forgiveness, and he intertwines his flesh and blood with your flesh and blood at the altar this morning. Amidst this candlelight and at the celebrations, Jesus Christ ties his fate to your fate. Jesus Christ is a child of God, so you are a child of God by baptism. Jesus Christ is holy, so you are holy through absolution. Jesus Christ is indestructible, so you are indestructible at this supper. Here again in the liturgy this morning, Jesus pulls the future back into the present and gives us our eternal reward right now. That's why we can say absolutely crazy things like, Baptism has already saved me. And this supper is my ticket to heaven. And someday when I die, this groom will show up and take me home to live with him forever. In Jesus, in the flesh of Jesus, we see what comes next for all of us. We see how the dominoes will fall then, so we know what to do now. The rub in this story, of course, is that five of the lampbearers, who have been honored and chosen and asked to serve, take the groom and his gifts for granted. They aren't ready, so they miss him when he comes, and then they are lost forever. But you all are different. This morning, from the scriptures, you see the honor 
that you have received and the gifts that you have been given so you all see what comes next. And seeing what comes next, your eternal salvation, you know what to do now. You know how to work out your salvation in fear and trembling, as St. Paul says. That fear and trembling is not a burden but a joy. The terrible sort of joy, that busy joy that precedes any wedding. St. Paul describes it as a life of encouragement and agreement and affection. A life of humility and service and innocence and light. A life where God is at work in us for good. And most of all, it is a life of divine love. We can imagine the five wise kids prepping for the wedding just like that, nervously but happily doing their very best in a daily rhythm of anticipation and celebration, and then falling off to sleep, but always hoping that this will be the night when the groom returns to sweep them up into the party. For the love of Christ, we too know how to prepare. These are challenging times as we wait for our full return to normal life. But someday that return will come and we will all be together again. But until then, like these five wise ones, we keep our rhythm of Christ and scripture and prayer and liturgy and Holy Eucharist, of tithing and alms and of thorough mercy, a love for others, which is our winsome witness to Christ. These things are our discipline and our obedience, and at the same time our joy in this life. And someday when the groom appears, we too will be swept up into the eternal life of our Savior, Jesus Christ, to a place where the party is full and where it never ends. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.